crank it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day. Coming to town for some Clemson baseball today. It's 80 degrees today. So you can leave the hoodie at home and, and get your little Tiger baseball shirt over at tigersports.com. Little little shirt sleeve today, a little short sleeve shirt today. Afternoon baseball today and tomorrow. And see some pretty good weather. Uh, if you're coming in town for baseball, stop, always stop by and see them. Because you got to check out the latest in apparel. It's tigersports.com, College Avenue, Clemson Boulevard. Go by and see those good folks online 24 7. Check out the baseball section, the softball section. They've got a lot of great stuff. The Clemson tradition since the 70s. Coach Ibrahim started this years ago. It's my friends at Tiger Sports Online. It's tigersports.com. Coach Backett joins us. Coach, 80-degree uh, weather for a little Tuesday baseball. Man, it's, it's uh, good to be in the South. Good to be back at Doug Teesmore. I know. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Mickey. Yeah, you can't draw up a better day today. This is exactly what we need. Get right back out on the diamond. I want to. Uh, you're a positive guy. You're in the growth mindset. I want to talk about the, some positives first. Let's begin Friday night. Uh, Alex Gordon did what um, he hadn't been a Friday night starter before, but he did what Friday night starters do. I thought he was in command of all of his pitches, and and then Lindley and, and Talent come in. Give us an idea of the effort of holding down a, a really good offense. And you guys held him to two runs, only seven hits, and and uh, only two walks in the in the opener. Tell me what you thought about the three guys that you saw on Friday night. Well, you, you nailed it. I mean, that, that was a huge strength uh, to get the starting pitching we got from Austin Gordon and Tristan Smith and then the, the bullpen guys of Casey Talent and, uh, and Jackson Lindley. They were definitely the bright spots. You're exactly right. South Carolina's got a, got a very good offense, and, um, you know, we, we saw that in the late innings on Saturday and then, and then all day Sunday and uh, but uh, for those guys to hold them down the way they did on Friday, uh, that's exactly what we needed to win that game. So it was terrific. When you guys play ahead, now you didn't run a whole lot on Friday. When you play ahead, it allows you to run and allows you to do so much stuff. How important was it? Cooper Ingles' uh, home run, the two in the first, one in the second, one in the third. Uh, give me an idea of, of, of the importance of the opening, you know, the first three innings and just jumping out the way you guys did. Yeah, it was a great tone setter. The way the way Austin goes one two three in the top of the first, and then Cooper Ingle hits the first pitch he sees in the bottom of the first over the wall. Uh, you you couldn't have a better exclamation mark on an inning than that. And then just the way that we got a lead, extended a lead, kept the lead. You know that was that was terrific. It, it allows you to exhale. And honestly, you know, I thought that's exactly how the script was going on Saturday yeah. as well. Uh, we jumped out to a three-run lead. You know, they they tie it up. We score four more. We're up seven to three going into the seventh, um, and that's this is just something that's been our Achilles heel uh, for for quite a few games now. Four four of our losses have come after the sixth inning, and this is this is where we as coaches just have to do a better job of finding the right roles for guys that. Uh, to put them in in a position to be successful, and we know we know Casey Talent and Jackson Lindley are two of those bullpen weapons that we can count on, and uh, and we're just going to have to keep getting better and and uh, and find a way to close those games down, uh, so we're not losing leads late in the game, uh, and we will we will absolutely do that. Well, 
you're not an excuse guy, but you know Ammon's a Friday night guy. Barlow's a, is a weekend guy as well, and then Weiss obviously is a closure kind of guy for you. And I mean, you take away anybody from those staff, that's a big deal. Did the, and it felt like to me you talked about the bottom of the seventh, two strikes and two outs before Horning's three run home run. Did did it feel like the or what did the energy feel like? What did it feel like for you? And kind of the series kind of turned on one pitch. It felt like. Yeah, I mean, that was a big blow, but we talk about all the time yeah. that no matter how many times we get knocked down, we're going to get right back up. And uh, and that was, a, that was a huge blow. I mean, that's one of those, if this was a boxing match, that, that takes you down to a knee. Uh, but we weren't knocked out. And uh, and they even scored two more, and then we came back in the ninth, and, and we scored two more in the ninth. We have the winning run at the plate. We got the tying run on base. Like Our guys aren't going to quit. They're going to fight, and they know that, and they've been trained for that, and, and there is no quit in this team. It's all fight. Um, it's just more minimizing the damage uh, from a pitching and defensive standpoint uh, on the other side, and, and we played well enough offensively to win on Saturday, and that's where this series is such a great rivalry because you know anyone who was watching would say Clemson was the better team on Friday. Anyone who was watching would say South Carolina was the better team on Sunday. So the Saturday game was the game. Uh, that was going to decide, uh, you know, looking back at it, is, you know, that was the, that was that was the game that that was our shot, and uh, and you know, see, uh, Sunday was the first time this season where I just felt like we just straight up got beat, and the other team was just better than us that day, and all the other games that we've dropped games in, it it, it felt, you know, you always tip your cap to the opponent, but. Uh, the, all those other games felt like that was because of, of a self-inflicted wound. Not to give away too much, but from what you saw from Gordon on Friday, what you saw from Tristan Smith on Saturday, is it fair to assume that those guys continue their role, their weekend role, and maybe their roles you know grow, um, you know, moving forward now? A hundred percent. Yes, that's that's exactly right. Uh, Gordon, while while Ryan Ammons is out, and and we got the best news on him, we we were very concerned that it was something uh, more structurally with the elbow. But this was just a muscle strain in the forearm, so it's it's not going to be long, um, just a few more weeks. But Austin Gordon, the way he stepped up in that Friday night role, and the way Tristan Smith is you know has done it, really you know thrown into the fire his first outing. He comes into a you know, like a bases loaded, uh, closed type situation. And then same thing again, his second outing. And, uh, for him to do what he did is in that moment, uh, as a starter, uh, in, in the, you know, the biggest series, uh, that was awesome. So yeah, he, those two guys will continue to, to headline the weekend. We'll still keep Sunday TBA. We got Caden Grice starting on the mound today. We're going to start utilizing him more as a pitcher. Maybe he can he can move into that role. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, but he's, he's got the nod today, uh, and we're excited to get him back on the mound because he is, without question, one of our most talented pitchers. Eric Backich is our guest, Clemson head baseball coach. Five games at home this week. We'll tell you about times and all that coming up as we already have. But uh, now there's different philosophies in baseball now. Um, you know, making it way two ways through a lineup or the second time through a lineup, third time through a lineup. Um, let me throw a, a theory behind you and shoot this down. Feel free. You, you've forgotten more about baseball than I know. But if you've got some bullpen issues and some depth issues, especially with five games in, in, in you know this week, does that put – would you like to see the starters go deeper and, and maybe get third time through the lineup, maybe even more than that now? Obviously, we've got some you know some depth issues and all these games coming up. Does that make sense? You'd like to see maybe maybe more than some teams would ask out of starters now? 
That you could, yeah. I mean, you could. It's early in the season. It's always tough to extend guys more than a hundred pitches to go three times through the lineup. Of course, if if we're cruising and uh, and and being very efficient with our pitches, then yeah, that that's great. Um, but a lot of times, it's the pitch count that minimizes yeah. the opportunity to go to third time through the lineup, uh, as as well as. Uh, you know, statistically, you know, the third time through the lineup is when the starter gives up the most runs. Right. Um, maybe that hasn't always been the case, but, you know, it's, it, that third time through the lineup for us has been very critical. Um, and that's where Casey Talent, Jackson Lindley, you know, those guys have uh, have performed very well, um, you know, as we get into those later innings of the game. But, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it would be nice to – there's a couple things at play. Uh, anyone who would go deep, deep into a game, we would then not have them available for the weekend. So right. there's a lot of factors at play. So, you know, these midweek games um, with with our with our injuries the way they are right now, I don't know that we will be able to overextend somebody on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and just not have them for the weekend just because we'll need – I think we're taking the philosophy that we're going to utilize a couple more guys, guys who haven't pitched yet, uh, specifically a Caden Grice, uh, this this week during the week uh, so that they can come back as well on the weekend. All right. Um, I know you, you almost cringe in asking this question because you have been clear. We don't make excuses, and I know we don't want to talk – too much about injuries, but anything you you told, mentioned Ammons. Great, great, great news on Ammons. Anything wise? Anything Clayton? Anything on um, uh, Barlow? Any, anything on guys that I know we saw Barlow Corbett? I know is another guy's been banged. You just got to man. We can talk about this next thirty minutes, but but anything you can share with us uh, that the fans might want to hear? Uh, you know, all those guys are coming back. That's the best news. Is, is none of those guys have season-ending or or the types of injuries that are going to really extend into the middle of the season. We we are expecting on all four guys uh, that you just mentioned that within the next two to three weeks they're going to be back to full strength. So uh, we're excited about that. And that's the other thing. You know, we're 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 eleven games in. Uh, we are nowhere near where we want it to be. The margin on some of these wins and losses has been pretty close, uh, but if the, you know this is this is like we're twenty percent through the the regular season. We've got a huge opportunity this week. Uh, we are going to stay positive. We just got to continue to instill that belief. There is no excuses about injuries. We're not waiting to play good until these guys all come back. We're just going to believe in our ability. Um, and and trust in our training and these guys. There, there's much better baseball to be played, and today we're going to do it. Uh, Coach, I'm not a mathematician, but I can tell you that uh, I'm not sure what percentage of the season is played so far. I can tell you that 0% of the ACC season has been played. So I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Tell us uh, five games uh, this week, East Tennessee State today, Presbyterian tomorrow, Georgia State this weekend. Um, your thoughts on what you'd like to see from your club uh, and, and maybe some thoughts on uh, some of the, the three teams you'll be seeing here in the next few days. Sure, yeah, all quality clubs. You know, th- this is a perfect example of, you know, everybody's good. Everybody's old, everybody's good. College baseball is the oldest, best version of itself here these last few, um, last couple post-COVID years. And so East Tennessee State can hit. Uh, good offensive club. Uh, Presbyterian 
same thing. Balance club, they may not hit as well as East Tennessee State, but they're very capable. They, they run a great program, uh, very well coached. Um, and Georgia State has been one of those teams that uh, has, has kind of been, uh, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a mid-major power um you know, in the region, they have they have really had some quality quality wins over the last couple of years, and um, have have done a, a very nice job. So, you know, everybody is everybody's going to be very capable. These these are these are five games where there is no question that we'll have to play well to win. Um, and our our job as a coaching staff and and as a team is to bring that same intensity that we brought, even though it's not the Clemson South Carolina series and that rivalry and the best college baseball rivalry in college baseball, we still have to match that same energy and enthusiasm because that's what the game requires in order for us to, to play well. And that's what it's going to come down to. We just Clemson baseball needs to play well. Speaking of playing well, final question for you, Cam Canarella. You talked about him in the fall. The first time we had you on the spring, you mentioned this guy, and I'm like, yeah, true freshman, yeah, Hartsville, yeah, you know, infield outfit. We'll see. 435. He's hitting every single game, man. The guy just did it against quality pitching. He saw some great pitchers from the uh, from the Gamecocks this, this weekend. But boy, uh, tell me about this this freshman and, and and why he just continues to do it every single game. Well, it's a mindset thing for him. I mean, yes, he's physically skilled, but he's got a slow heartbeat. He is uh, atypical of a freshman in the sense that he doesn't get he doesn't get emotionally high, he doesn't get emotionally low. He just has that unique ability, and this is kind of how we define mental toughness as well: is just to be able to stay in the middle and get back to the middle, whether something good or bad happens, be able to be able to recenter. And he's able to do that very, very well. The, the, that guy has a unique ability to stay neutral, and his, he just never seems to – the game never seems to speed up for him. And because of that, he's been our most consistent performer, and it's it's awesome to see. Yeah, no doubt about that. We also see him again in action today. Tuesday, Wednesday, a weekend series coming up. Great weather, Coach. I can't thank you enough, man, and, uh, and good luck today. Good luck tomorrow. Good luck this weekend. And, uh, we'll review it and preview uh, a big week starting ACC play next week when we visit with you next Tuesday. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Mickey. Thank Appreciate you, Coach. having me on as always. Oh, man, always enjoy right. it. Eric Backage, Clemson Baseball today, 4 o'clock. Go over and see the Tigers on a beautiful day, man. You will love Doug Kingsmore Stadium today. We'll take a break. We'll come back. My good friend, Dr. Milt Louder, is going to join us. We're going to talk about um, a moment with Milt, some sports psychology, some performance psychology. Uh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take text message questions on our Adams and, Crow, uh, Adams and Co. roofing text line. Um, text in your questions to our sports and performance psychologist. We'll do that when you come back for more right after this. It's bow time. What's for lunch? The bow jingler from Bojangles. With the same bold flavor as their chicken. The same. And fries. The same. I've got a PB&J. Not the same. A crispy fish fillet dusted with Bo's famous seasoning. The Bojangler's back. Order in the app to hook one while you can. Get ready to slam dunk those dirty carpets with zero res carpet and air duct cleaning. As the madness of March approaches, it's time to get your home in order. Zero res uses no harsh chemicals, leaving your carpets safe for your family and your pets. Whether you're hosting a watch party or just need a refresh, the cleaning pros at Zero Res have you covered. Right now, mention my name, Mickey Plowler, at the Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. 
built to last and rock-solid resale value. Just two of the many reasons to own a Toyota. And the place to buy your Toyota? Ralph Hayes Toyota in Anderson. For over 70 years, Ralph Hayes Toyota has been delivering great value and service while setting themselves apart from the competition. And they're the oldest Toyota dealer in South Carolina. For new, used, or certified pre-owned Toyotas, find them at Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. My Garage by Essex is proud to service the Clemson area with excellent service on all makes and models. They are professionals that perform high-quality workmanship with high-quality parts. With life being uncertain, you know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. Griff's Farm and Home Center has expanded with a new greenhouse and is now a do-it-best hardware member. They have everything you need for your home, farm, and garden with products by Fox Farm, miracle Grow, Diamond, Valspar, Cabot, and a new paint department that can handle all of your needs. Located behind the Burger King in Pendleton, visit GriffsFarmAndHome.com to learn more or call 864-646-3259. If you mention The Roar, get an additional $5 off any $50 purchase during March. Needing to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or wood chipper? Or maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or a compactor? McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni-owned renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union, McNeelyStoreandRental.com. Or call Matt for a quote today, 828-553-4338. One day, former pro football offensive tackle Mitch Schwartz just happened to walk into Diamonds Direct with his wife, Brooke. The store blew us away. We both got back to the car after. We were like, oh my gosh, we didn't realize that this awesome store was right in the middle of Overland Park. There was a huge selection. Today, Mitch and Brooke are frequent shoppers at Diamonds Direct. Oh, Brooke is very happy about her jewelry. Every few months, we make our way to Diamonds Direct, and there's another three or four pieces that catch her eyes. What they love is there's never any sales pressure at Diamonds Direct. In fact, they often end up spending less than they expected. We want to make sure everything's tasteful, everything's done right, and that's another advantage to Diamonds Direct is they're not just going to sell you the largest thing, the most expensive thing that you'll buy. They'll find what fits your finger the best. Are you shopping for that engagement ring or that romantic piece of jewelry for the one you love? Wander into Diamonds Direct, like Mitch did, and you'll be blown away as well. Diamonds Direct is great, and it's just a, a great place to shop. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Get directions, store hours, and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Friends, the winter closeout sale at Elkmont is going on now. This is a sale you do not want to miss. 40 to 60% off on most fall clothing from Patagonia, Z Supply, Columbia, Free Fly, and more. All Hey Dudes are 50% off. Buy one bog bag, get a small bog bag free. New spring and game day items are arriving daily. Elkmont offers great footwear, jewelry, game day, and lifestyle clothing, and of course, outdoor gear and clothing from the most popular brands. Elkmont is your one-stop shopping destination for that someone special, offering something for everyone, from candles to kayaks, from sunglasses to charcuterie boards, or the largest upstate selection on on-running shoes. Elkmont has what you're looking for. Locally owned and conveniently located in Powdersville on 153, just minutes from Greenville, and in Clemson at 93 exit off of 123. Go visit Elkmont today, and as always, go Tigers! 
Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. 105.5 and 97.5, we are The Roar, where every day is game, game day. Patterson's Tax Service wants you to know between now and next Wednesday, if you have not done your business taxes, if you're filing separately for your business, Wednesday is that deadline. Don't pay any late fines, late fees. Don't pay any of that kind of stuff. Get in touch with the Patterson Tax Service, P-A-T-T-X.com, pattax.com. That is eight days away. Uh, still room to go ahead and get your taxes done now for your business. P-A-T-T-X.com, 864-859-8289, 864-859-8289. The best in the business for your business taxes in the next eight days is the Patterson Tax Service. I got a piece of land out in the countryside. Lay back and smell the sun. Warm up the Georgia pie. It's so good to be taking it easy. Why would I ever leave? Because I know. With us, our sports and performance psychologist, Dr. Milt Louder from Amplos.com joins us. Good morning, Dr. Louder. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Mickey. I'm not quite sure if anybody else gets the benefit of that song, but it puts a smile on my face every Tuesday morning, so I appreciate you playing it. Well, I know one person that gets to. It gets to me because I know I've got everything I want and uh, nothing I don't. Everything I need, nothing I don't. And, man, I, I live in a small town. i got good friends down the street. i got a beautiful wife. I, I like all that, too, for sure. Yeah, so, and and just the, um, just the from a spiritual standpoint, I know that I've, that I've been given everything I need, nothing I don't, so that's great. Amen. Hey, few things are better than Millpine, but few things are better than 80-degree day at Millpine. How about this day, man? Hopefully, yes. hope that's where am, you're at today. I am in, in – I am in route right now, so oh. absolutely. It's, uh, man, what a beautiful time of year, and I uh, love seeing the, the world come back to life. Yeah, no doubt about that. And it's come back so quickly. That's what it gets me. I forget how soon, I mean, like how fast all that comes back. The pollen reminds me a little bit, but, boy, it, it greens up really, really <laughs> yeah. fast. So I'm asking our folks today on our Adams & Co. Roofing text line to send in any questions you might have, and I'm going to have to to edit some of these. Um, I got an interesting second question for you, but the first one that came in is on the personal line. This is from a friend, and it's really long. I'm gonna try to to, um, to paraphrase here a little bit. Uh, Nine year old son played little league baseball last year at eight. Uh, he's ultra competitive. Got down on some teammates. They they didn't win, but like two games, well, won two games. And um, how does he balance? A nine-year-old wanting to win too much with just you know having fun in, in, in little league baseball. That's a you don't want to take away from the competitive part of it, but you do have to understand it's it's one. Th- I was that way as well, by the way. I, I cried after every loss I ever had when I was eight years old. So what do you tell a dad that son takes winning and losing pretty doggone serious at eight years old? Yeah, that's such a tough question. So so you love kind of see that competitive drive, that competitive desire. We know that uh, that competitive mindset fuels growth and fuels uh, success in so many areas of life. However, what we know also is those expectations, whether they're self-imposed or imposed by dad or mom or 
other people in the community of what we value and what we prioritize, I think that um, adds so much pressure, and those pressure of expectations take away our joy. And so I think you got to kind of balance how do we reset the lens. Like, we're in it to win it. There's no doubt. Uh, but how we win, how we play, how we evaluate to criticize, and as parents, you know, how, how much are you enjoying watching your son or daughter play the game? And so his brain at age nine is starting to develop a little bit cognitively. He can start to grasp and understand a little bit of the concepts we talked about. Um, but how do we free him up to play the game like he loves it? Um, but also, how do we teach him to be a good teammate? And how do we teach him to handle, you know, back to my favorite point, of triumph and disaster? Uh, this is very interesting. And I, I'm going to skip. I'm going to go move my second one back to third. <laughs> because I just got this as well on our Adams and Co. Review text line. Um, all right, mine is the opposite. Mine can't tell you if they won or lost after the game. <laughs> Wait, we, we've got some diversity in, the, in these first two texts. Couldn't tell you if they won or lost. I mean, again, that's uh, these are two polar opposites, but that's not – neither of those are terrible things, right? Um, no, I think, I think, I think moderation and, and, and balance and time and place and – and so you have, have a son or daughter who's not yet fully engaged. You know, it's interesting. We've done a lot of research on engagement and its relationship to performance in sports and in life and productivity and well-being and burnout. And so, you know, if you have a child who is not that competitive, who's just kind of in the game of being present, I think the hardest part is to handle that uh, as, as a parent. You know, I'll never forget when my son was trying to learn to throw the baseball and catch it. He's five or six, got a left hand, and um, we're back there, and I'm trying to teach him the proper fundamentals and teach him to be aggressive. He's a little bit nervous of the ball at that age, and I'm kind of getting more and more frustrated because he's not really competing. He's not really stepping into it. And he said, Dad, can we just have fun throwing the baseball? <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> and, so you're, you're the you're the psychologist, and, and your son your son's playing psychology to the psychologist. Well, I think sometimes kids just hit at the core, yeah. and 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 most children start playing sports because they love it. Most children quit playing sports because they quit loving it. Why do they quit loving it? Because of parents and the pressure we put on them. Yeah. All right, um, I'm going to shuffle so my I, I yeah. would, the, the child who the child who doesn't love it, you know. That child has a gift of maybe being present and maybe being in the moment and allowing yourself to enjoy that um, and, and encouraging him or her to step into it a little bit more is okay as well. This is a long question here. Question for Dr. Louder. I have an 11-year-old who always thinks he's the worst player, and he isn't in parentheses. So he has started to refuse to play sports. I feel like sports has so much to teach him and to help him grow. Should I force him to play until he, quote, likes it, unquote, or, or allow him to grow into it and make his own decisions about what sports to play or even to play at all? His older brother plays football, does track and field, and wrestles. That's a very interesting question. Yeah, that's a great question. I think our job as parents is to not let our children set limits on themselves by how they think and to challenge that negative uh, self-talk and that comparison um, that kind of takes away our joy and takes away our confidence. 
And so I think a rule of thumb for a family is, hey, we're going to engage in some type of extracurricular activity, whether that's sports, whether that's music, whether that's arts. Like you're going to do something and be a part of something, uh, be a part of a team or pursue something. You know, as he gets older, that can be a job. But age 11, I would encourage participation and I would encourage involvement and I would challenge the negative thoughts. Uh, at some level, they do have freedom of choice. We want to teach our children that they can do different, difficult things. Uh, we want to teach our children to make decisions. We want to empower them to make decisions. Uh, but at age 11, um, if we're playing out of not out of fear, then to me, our job is to help him overcome that fear. And a good rule of thumb is for a family, we're going to engage in some type of activity. You get to choose what that activity is. But, but here's what our family does. We, we're involved, we participate, we pursue better. Uh, that was an 803 area code. That might be an old Sumter boy maybe getting in touch with the, another Sumter boy on that <laughs> thing there. Uh, our, I doubt anybody in Sumter wants to listen to what I have to say. No, no. There, there may be. No, no. Um, <laughs> that reminds me, Brad Hughes, a, a mutual friend of both of ours. Uh, his stepdad always told him, um, and, and he did like like you and I did. You play football in the, in the fall, you play basketball in the, in the winter, and you play baseball in the spring. And his his stepdad said, uh, you you don't have to play any of them, but you got two weeks after each season ends to sign up for the next league. If not, you're going to get a job. And so <laughs> that was yeah. his, that was his choice. So all, you're going to be active. <laughs> you're going to do something. But that's through all that. Um, exactly. Uh, uh, phone number here six two three eight. Ask any advice for a dad who's starting his coaching career with daughters on an eight U softball team. <laughs> Good luck. Girls are so much fun to coach, yeah. and they are so literal at such a young age. I'll never forget. I coached my daughter's uh, basketball team, and like six years old, and we put them in a little two three zone. And I said, "Hey, you stay in your position. We're just we aren't guarding the ball. We're guarding the position when the ball comes in." and other team dribbles down right by them and shoots. My girls are all facing another way, staying in their position. <laughs> so, um, one, you got to be very clear about your expect your 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 what you're expecting them to do. Uh, but two, the girls respond. It's okay to co- coach them hard. It's okay to coach them tough. But girls respond in such a better way to connection, and they want to feel like they belong. They want to feel like they're a valuable member of a team we all do, but girls more so than boys in a team sport. Um, and so I would really identify, hey, what do you want to accomplish during the game? What do you want your players to know about you? And what do you want them to learn this year? And let that kind of guide your decision-making uh, pregame, postgame, practice during the game. Um, and especially at, at that young age, really our job is to let them have a positive attitude and let them have fun. Um, the irony of going back to the 803, I mentioned that. The next text I get with a couple of fist bumps is Sumter born and bred. How about that, man? That was just a good oh, guess. Yeah, oh, there back, you go. Back to my roots. Let's go. I love it, man. That, that's that's fantastic. Um, all right. <laughs> Here's one that, that be careful on this one, Dr. Loud. I'm throwing you under the bus here from 1329 asks, any advice for a high school volleyball referee? Um, I'm saying earplugs, maybe. I don't know what to give on this one. Oh, my gosh. I refereed a little bit when I was in high school, and it was something that I would I would not do. It is uh, referees are underpaid and undervalued in terms of their part of the game. And so, um, man, I think the mindset and mentality of focusing on what you can control 
and staying focused on the task at hand and engaging and disengaging from the work and learning not to take what everybody in the stands and everybody on the sidelines is yelling um, to kind of separate that. Uh, I think, and, and give yourself permission to be human. I think the best referees I've ever been around are the ones that they make a mistake or they, they just say, hey, I missed that. Uh, that, hey, I made a mistake, or um, to kind of carry themselves in that way and, and really, you know, being able to maintain their composure and the chaos um, back to what are the worthy goals we're pursuing and why do I referee? God bless you is what I would say to our referees. Um, that's a hard job. And, and that goes back to the advice and appearance of um, I can remember I was, I think I was 11. I might have been 12. I'm playing. No, I was 12. I was 12. I'm playing um, in a football league. I'm sorry. I'm 13. I'm, I'm thinking about it now. I'm 13. I'm playing a football league, and I get taken down by my face mask, and I look to the sidelines, and I grab my face mask like they didn't call it. And I can remember my dad after the game was like, "Son, that referee makes about ten dollars a game, and he's out here for you. He could be doing a lot of other stuff, and you're out there trying to embarrass a guy because he missed one call." You know, like, who are you to call out a referee at 13 years old? This guy's out here giving his time to help you young kids. And I don't know. Very valuable lesson to earn, earn there. Um, yeah. All right. This is one I've been holding off on. But they asked twice. And, and uh, I wanted to get – and I'm like, this is going to take you back to your family practice days. But 8940 wants to know, what would Milt – what advice would, would Milt give to a newlywed couple less than a year married? Now, this is <laughs> – you talk about throwing you under the bus – uh, this is a good one here. Le- uh, le- married less than a year, what would you tell them? Oh, married less than a year. You know, I think back to those times that that one, um, that newlywed phase, that sometimes it lasts a year. Yeah. You know, we talk about how great it is, but I think I would search for ways to be vulnerable, to create habits and patterns of connecting in a meaningful way, of inviting each other into uh, the important parts of your life, um, and find a way to, as a newlywed, as I said, to create those patterns of um, and habits that break down the barriers to intimacy. And whether that's kind of leaving and cleaving, leave, cleaving, whether that's uh, job demands, whether that's financial pressures, whether that's friends, um, I would try to say I would make this time really valuable to kind of focus on who's most important in their lives. Uh, and what's most important, but to really go ahead and set some patterns and boundaries and vision for here's the kind of marriage we really want to have. And how do we create a culture of um, loving each other the way that we feel loved? How do we create a culture of having courageous conversations? How do we minimize the criticism and defensiveness and stonewalling that builds in so much of our lives? Um, And how do we support each other's growth in meaningful ways? Heard a great sermon from a dear friend once that said, you think that marriage is 50-50 and it's never 50-50. Sometimes it's 80-20, sometimes it's 20-80. When it's in your favor, when it's not in your favor, you do your role through all that. uh, Yeah, uh, very good stuff there. Texture said. uh, And and I think the other thing I would add to that, Mickey, is just protect your your partner. Yes. You know, it's, it's easy to kind of get in your circle of friends or in your family and maybe criticize and focus on who they are not or who you want them to be. Uh, and sometimes protecting your partner means you, you got their back. Um, when others who don't know that partner uh, might not. That's very good advice. 
Speaking of advice, you're at Mill Pond. Uh, I'm going to give one people advice here. I'll give people one piece of advice. If you're ever going to get in touch with with Amplos.com, you're ever going to go to Mill Pond, man, do it on an 80-degree day. Because, my yeah. gracious, what a beautiful setting on a beautiful day this is. Tell me about Amplos.com. Tell me about the growth project. Tell me what you guys are doing, how you're helping people and, and Mill Pond and what you're, uh, what's going on in, over there in 2023. Yeah, we're heading out to Mill Pond today. As I mentioned, we've been doing a lot of research, and Gallup does tremendous research on engagement and engagement's um, relationship to uh, productivity, to fight burnout, uh, to help us find meaning and purpose in our work. Uh, doing in, increased profitability. And so we're doing a lot of videos. We're recording a lot of little micro learning videos that we'll put out here sometime later in the year um, around engagement and what we can do to create a culture that maximizes strengths and minimizes weaknesses. And so always trying to bring best practices to, um, to the community and, and to the people that we're able to impact. So that's something we're uh, doing that's fun today um, and trying to use the setting at Mill Pine just to kind of have a different feel with it. A, a mutual friend of ours sent in a text and said, marriage is 100-100. It's not 50-50 or 80-20-28. It's always 100-100. Very good point. Uh, so I learned something yeah. here today. Hey, uh, enjoy this day, buddy. There's a lot of days uh, that are great. Uh, enjoy this one. Um, I know you've got a lot of great things planned out there today, but uh, can't wait to visit with you next week. And I, I appreciate everybody texting you. That was fun. Uh, that wasn't too bad, was it? I didn't think yeah, the bus yeah, too bad. Let's do, that. let's do that more often. I like let's it. Let's do that more often. No, they, those are great questions, and, and they help me grow as well. So I uh, thank you, thank you, and thank your listeners. No doubt about it. Hey, have a great day, my friend, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Okay, see you, Mickey. All right, Dr. Milt Louder, Amplos.com. A moment with Milt. Short break, much more right after this. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professionals at Roosters on Pelham Road in Greenville by calling 884-8920. Gift cards are always available at Roosters. Give the gift that keeps on giving. Friends, the winter closeout sale at Elkmont is going on now. This is a sale you do not want to miss. 40 to 60% off on most fall clothing from Patagonia, Z Supply, Columbia, Free Fly, and more. All Hey Dudes are 50% off. Buy one bog bag, get a small bog bag free. New spring and game day items are arriving daily. Elmont offers great footwear, jewelry, game day, and lifestyle clothing, and of course, outdoor gear and clothing from the most popular brands. Elmont is your one-stop shopping destination for that someone special, offering something for everyone, from candles to kayaks, from sunglasses to charcuterie boards, or the largest upstate selection on own running shoes. Elmont has what you're looking for. Locally owned and conveniently located in Powdersville on 153, just minutes from Greenville, and in Clemson at 93 exit off of 123. Go visit Elkmont today, and as always, go Tigers! If you are looking for first-class service, consider first-class halt. Here at First Class Halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what first-class service really means. First Class Halt, located in Anderson and Greenville. If you're opening a new business or your current business needs updated branding, call the pros at Electric City Signs to make your brand come to life. 
They take care of the entire design process from logo to install, channel letters, road signs, LED message centers. They do it all. Serving upstate South Carolina, western North Carolina, and northeast Georgia businesses. Remember, a business with no sign is a sign of no business. Mention this ad to receive a 5% discount. 864-225-5351. Go Tigers! It's time to lighten up the mood and update your sock collection with Clemson Sock Shop. Our socks are conversation starters, make great gifts, and enhance any outfit. We have exclusive Clemson socks, socks with your favorite sports team, witty puns, and more. Do you love popcorn? How about 80s and 90s nostalgia? SpongeBob? We have a sock for that and so much more. Shop local at Clemson Sock Shop Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays until 4 inside Newtique Boutique on Pendleton Square. Buy five, get one free. Clemson Sock Shop. It's fun fashion for your feet. Have you heard the phrase, the calm before the storm? Well, that mold in your bathroom or ceiling stains might be a warning sign of roof damage that could cause bigger, costly issues in the future. Give yourself peace of mind knowing your roof's got you covered with the best protection throughout all of the seasons. Don't ignore it any longer. Fix it with one simple call today. Adams & Co. Roofing Specialists, 260-0080. Adams & Co. Roofing Specialist 260-0080. Smitty Smoke and Soul Food and Easily has a menu item that will blow your mind and your taste buds. We promise it's going to be your new craving. The Soul Roll. The Soul Roll is a southern masterpiece, a classic combination of brisket that's been smoked for 14 hours, low and slow, seasoned fresh collard greens, and signature rice, all deep fried in an egg roll and topped with soul sauce. The Soul Roll is a must-try item at Smitty Smoke and Soul Food. Get yours today. 5284 Calhoun Memorial Highway in Eastleigh. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers in Anderson and online at scoresdiamondjewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar. He can absolutely move in a different direction quickly without warning. Where every day is game day. Homegrown alligator, see you later. Gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. The sun and change in the atmosphere, architecture, I'm familiar. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like a someone. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like a someone. Well, south of the 
Welcome back. Glad to have you with us. Upcountry Fiber, a dear, very intelligent friend of mine is waiting on Upcountry Fiber to come to his neighborhood, and they're getting closer. I'm looking at the map right now. They're getting closer. Upcountry Fiber for a stronger connection, HDTV, high-speed fiber optic internet, home phones, no contracts, no bait and switch, good people, great service. The best in the business is Upcountry Fiber in our Upcountry Fiber studios. Right now in the areas that we covered, Anderson County, Pickens County, Oconee County, Greenville County, Spartanburg County, we love Upcountry Fiber, upcountryfiber.com. Appreciate Dr. Milt Lauder. Appreciate Eric Backage. We've got Tony Murrell coming up next segment. I want to spend this segment talking about Clemson football. I went to practice yesterday. Uh, we'll go either tomorrow or, or and or tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll go today and or tomorrow. So we get three straight days to have access. To be fair, let me say this. There's so much handshaking and seeing. I spent more time talking to friends yesterday of people I hadn't seen in a while at football practice than I did actually getting down and observing the nuts and bolts of it. But there are a few things that caught my eye. Um, among those is the true freshman. And I want to get into some of those. And it's just their very first prayer stay up, uh, uh, day of practice. And, man, I get it. You don't want to. And it's in shorts. We're always very guilty of that, that we hand out Heisman trophies in shorts. But the major thing that came out of yesterday is that football season or spring practice has changed. That the surgery season is here. I mentioned this in the the first hour. In the old days, spring practice was this grueling and you find teams and you find guys and you build your team through the spring because the guys would go home after spring practice, after the spring semester, and then... You know, you come back in August. Well, now you get so many skills and drills and, and player development things and weight room guys. You're hanging around. And you're there all summer long, and you're you're doing, you know, you're working on stuff on your own or with coaches and, and some windows in there. That now the season – remember we, we had Brad Brunell and talking about that. Like, man, you guys are – you practice individually and practice with your team, and you get all this time. It's, it's, a, it's 52 weeks a year, basically. So spring practice is not the most important thing anymore in the off-season development, the, the mat drills and the – the player development stuff they do with the staff and then the skills and drills stuff they do together, volunteer workouts, all that might be more important because one of the things you have to do, and the season is so long, I mean, camp opens up at the first week in, in August and Clemson in seven of the last 10 years has played in the mid-January. So what you're doing now is you've got surgery season. The other thing that happens, I've noticed it's in Major League Baseball. Like in baseball, now a guy feels a twinge in his elbow or his shoulder, or whatever. It's like, oh man, we got to do MRIs. We got to shut this thing down for a while. We got to figure out what's wrong. You're so valuable in the season that you don't play through injuries anymore. Like, if you notice how many times, how many injury timeouts we have now. Now we're teaching our athletes. Right, I think we're right by doing this. Teach our athletes, man. If you feel something weird, strange, just go down. We'll come out there and look at you. We'll try to get what's best for you. You know, because you can't afford. If it's a slightly sprained ankle, well, let's sit out a week. Let's sit out a couple practices instead of having to miss a high ankle sprain, having to miss eight weeks or something. You know, it's, if you got a little hamstring tightness, well, let's shut it down this week. You're not gonna play through it because we don't want you out for six weeks, kind of a thing. With that said, 
last year was the worst I've seen as far as guys that just didn't couldn't participate, couldn't 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 practice. This year, the list looks like this. Wide receivers Adam Randall, Bo Collins, Troy Stellato, quarterback Paul Tyson, defensive lineman Rook Aurora, Peyton Page, Xavier Thomas, um, cornerback Sheridan Jones, offensive lineman Walker Parks, Marcus Tate, John Williams, defensive back Jalen Phillips. You got 11 guys. I think I'm going to say that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 guys. Now, some are out for all of spring. Some are out for some of spring. But most are out for all of spring. They're all that. But but this is you just get your surgeries done. And, and again, you're not keeping score in the spring. You'd like to have them out there. You'd like for them to get better. You'd like for player development to happen. But more importantly, you'd like for them to play in, in, in September. So of those, I would have loved to have seen more of Randall. I, I think Randall is, he had his other knee scopes, apparently. I learned this from Morgan Thomas yesterday. When you have ACL on, your, on one leg, your other leg has to plant harder or whatever, and sometimes you end up hurting that other leg, and so had that scoped. I get it. Love to see the Rook and Peyton Page thing at defensive tackle. That's not a big deal, if anything. And Capehart missed yesterday. His mom was ill, and, and he went home to check on her, and that's more important spring practice, obviously. But if anything, that gives the, the Peter Woods, who, oh, by the way, look fantastic. Um, and that gives Stephylon Green, that gives the, these younger, deep, uh, Vic Burley, it gives those guys a chance. At wide receiver with Randall Collins and Stilato, and then, and then you got to figure that two guys aren't even there yet. The one wide receiver kind of caught my eye is, uh, I thought Johnson, Noble Johnson looked much bigger than I thought he was going to look. Parks and Tate, I, I do think it's a big deal missing. I think the offensive line needs that cohesiveness. They played a lot of football anyway. But especially if Tate's going to be playing more left tackle, maybe, maybe the, rather than guard, if he's an option out there. Now, it does give Sadler, it does give Pennington, it does give those guys a chance to make an impression. But but John Williams needs to play football. And Parks and Tate, uh, or you know, can we move those guys? They moved around, they played guard and tackle. Let's figure out the best position for them. Stilato just needs to play. We haven't even seen him. Been hurt the whole time he's here. And that's not his fault. I mean, you can't. Some folks will say, well, he's soft. Oh, yeah? Well, how do you say you're soft if you tear an ACL? What, what are you going to do? Like, Ronnie Lott, you're going to chop off your pinky? You're like, you're going to just cut your ACL and go keep go playing? I don't consider that soft. I consider that, a, you know, ACL. Jalen Phillips, he's proven enough. I don't need to see Jalen Phillips. He's done enough. That's not a big deal. Paul Tyson, don't know. Uh, Texas said most concerned about XT. So much talent riddled with injuries and other issues. Hopefully he'll be healthy this year for one good season. Yeah, and that's, look, feet are very, I say feet are important. Feet are these things, especially for 260, 50, 60-pound guys trying to push off all the time. Yeah, you have bone problems in your feet. That's not a good. That's not a good thing. He had another pin, I think, put in. So he's trying to get the thing right. I get it. There's some concern there because you want to see these guys play. XT hadn't been out there so long. Like he just needs reps now. He's in football shape now. But again, if he's going to be available in September, and 100 percent September, 
then obviously you know you want to go through that now. Jaden Lucas is an interesting study. He had shoulder soldier shoulder surgery last year. He's going to go compete till spring break this year, and then have shoulder surgery again. Man, those are hard. Shoulders are, are a hard deal for football. You know, tackling standpoint, offensive line. I mean, offensive. Uh, I mean, defensive. You know, tackling and getting your hand above and knocking down passes and all the kind of stuff. Shoulders are, and and shoulder surgeries are a tough rehab. So those are concerns. There's no doubt about it. On the positive end of things, there's a lot of positives I saw yesterday. I watched Garrett Riley coach, and you know, a guy. He's a, he's more of a laid back kind of guy. So now you say, boy, he's he's just calm out there. <laughs> the new guy who's laid back is like he's calm. He's got a lot of poise to him. The new new guy who's who's yelling is right. I mean, he's got a lot of fire in his belly. But I you know I enjoy watching him coach a little bit. I thought that Peter Woods looked like everything in the world you'd ask of a freshman defensive lineman: quickness, athleticism, balance, bend, explosiveness. Again, we're only talking about a short amount of reps. Instant shorts, man, he looked extremely athletic. I thought in the secondary, I, I thought that Shelton Lewis is a big dude. He squatted down on a, on a hard corner one time, man. I thought, man, who's the safety over there? And, and it's not. It, it was the corner, Lewis. Webb, the safety, looks athletic. Matter of fact, I'm not sure Lewis. Can you look this up for me? Um, the listed weights for Webb and Lewis, height and weights for Webb and Lewis. To me, man, I'm not sure Lewis might be, might not be bigger than Webb. Webb looks like a corner playing safety, and, and, and Lewis is like a safety playing corner. Both those guys look look athletic. Um, Kate Klubnik, you know. McCuba looked a little bigger, oh, by the way. I thought that was fairly interesting. Um, You've got Shelton Lewis listed at 180. Yeah. And Kylan Webb. 185. Yeah, it's it's close in there. I, I think Lewis looks bigger than 180 to me, at least. Webb's up. Kind of a long-legged thing. A little longer limbs, maybe. Maybe that maybe that why he looks a little skinnier is that he's he's like, you know, he's got longer body, whereas Lewis is a bigger, thicker kind of body. But both those guys look good. I think they again now it's too early. Way too early. Nobody's talking about, you know, long term there, but just initial impressions. Hope that helps out. Texture said Woods is one of the dudes. You just can't wait to see him on the field. Instant difference maker. Yeah, Peter Woods will play and play right away. South Carolina's getting ready for their spring practice coming up right around the corner. I think March 14th is when they start. We'll ask Tony Morell about that when we begin hour number three when you come back right after this. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson.